Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. This is our series of Unfiltered with Maria. So we're going to go ahead and bring her into the chat. Hello, how are you? I am always doing so well, Casey. How are you? I am great. I actually was watching your live this morning on TikTok where you're doing your makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, there she is. She's getting ready for today. Yeah. <laughs> Any time to make content is a good time. So we threw on the camera. If you're not following on TikTok, it's the pageant gal there. So join us over there for more fun content. Exciting. Well, I want to pick up where we left off of last week's unfiltered episode. And today we're talking all things directors and staff members. The big thing that people don't realize that directors are the leading driving person in the pageant industry, which it's their pageant and there's so many of them. So let's get down to the nitty gritty and start talking about our directors. So Maria, what are some do's and don'ts that you think you have for some directors out there? Yeah, so both you and I have been directors in some capacity, so we definitely have knowledge versus just being competitors in the industry. But the main thing I think that a director, a pageant director should realize is that running a pageant is like running a business. Whether or not it's a not-for-profit, for fun, for charity, it's like running a business. It's like you are driving the ship and there's a whole bunch of moving parts, a whole bunch of moving pieces. You get to decide who works on the ship who gets on the ship, who gets to be the captain of the ship. And ultimately, it is up to you to set the plan, the vision, the destination, the coordinates, so everything runs smoothly. That sounds like a really big thing, but that's why like running a whole pageant event is a huge endeavor, and it's really important to be really clear on what does your pageant stand for, what's it about, and what are the types of women that you want coming in to the system. So on the flip side of that, it's also about realizing that when things go wrong, there is an opportunity for you to clean up the way that the ship is running, right? And not to like throw all the responsibility on the directors, but how many times do we hear directors say like, oh, it's out of my hands. And I'm like, no, it's actually in your hands. You're the person who can change it. So Casey, I would love to see more empowered directors running pageants, like a well-oiled business machine that thrives on knowing where it's going, knowing how it's getting there, and by having a plan for how things should work. What do you think about that? Oh, I 100% agree. Taking the more business aspect side of things and bringing it into pageantry is such an important thing because you don't just show up and decide, today I'm going to have a clothing business. Okay, well, where are you going to get your clothing? Who is going to be your POS system? Like, how are you going to actually run this? Do you even have a business license? These are things that directors, I think, sometimes don't think about when coming into pageantry. They're just like, oh, I want to have a pageant. Because they know in their head, some of them, not all of them, one, it can make the money. Or two, it will bring girls in and they want to empower them because they're here for the greater good, not just for the greener good in the end of it. So, A few things that I wish directors would really think about is that business side. Okay, when you're sitting down to decide, you know, maybe it's your next year of your pageant, you know, here's all the things that you did this year, or maybe it's your first year starting out with this pageant. What is your goal? You know, what kind of people do you want to bring into, it's almost like the castle thing. What kind of people do you want to bring into your castle? This is your choice. So who are you bringing in? You know, who are you wanting to market to? Another key aspect is what is your team going to look like? Are these going to be people that, may not have the best reputation in the pageant world or these people that are fresh new to the scene that are just coming off, you know, maybe they're past title holders or maybe they have nothing 
ever have done anything in pageantry, but they are a business owner. And so they understand how to actually run a business from the ground up. These are things that people just forget about and they think, oh, it's just about the crown. It's about the sash. It's about the girls. But no, you have to think about the things that go behind those and the mission statements. You know, what are you going to be deciding is your platform, whether it be, you know, mental health awareness or you're letting the girls choose their own platform to represent for the year. You have to really think about those things before even stepping foot or putting out the idea that, oh, here it is. We're starting a new pageant. Right. And with that being said, too, are you going to operate with just volunteers or are you investing in actual help? I've seen a lot of pageants that solely rely on volunteers. And don't get me wrong. We love the help of our volunteers. But the thing is, they have no buy-in to help the system. At any point, they can say, sorry, I can't make it, or I can't do this, or I'm done, or this is too much, and they're out of here. And I see a lot of directors relying just on volunteers and maybe afraid to invest in actual pageant staff to help it run smoothly. And a huge thing to realize is that if you want to grow your empire, your pageant empire, and you want it to be known around the world, you want women coming back year after year, investing their money, ready, excited, all of these things, you have to invest in it too. You just can't rely on everybody to want to recruit for free, to run the pageant for free, for volunteers to give their time, even for sponsors to give up their items. It's like, it's a give and a take. And I find that the best business owners realize that in order to continue growing, it's going to take some investment on your part. And again, I think that's where I go super like nerdy with the business mindset of it, but it's like, are you choosing to invest in it? Because when you're choosing to invest in it, you're seeing it as a growth opportunity and you're really growing. Like I say, this entire empire that isn't just about you know, getting free help or getting free things. It's actually saying, I'm serious about this. This is going to be massive. In fact, one director that I work with in one year, she got so serious about investing back into her pageant that now she's offering her Queens a cruise and a scholarship. And I think she also just launched a magazine, like shout out to the Miss Voluptuous pageants. That is a director who is invested in her system. And because of it, The pageant is a year away and she has 19 delegates already signed up for a year away when last year she had about 20 delegates total. That's how it is done. In my opinion, invest in your system to grow it. If again, if that's your goal. I had a director one time say, if it's free, it's not for me. And I had never heard someone say it before. My dad's always like, I love free stuff, but If it's free, it's not for me because just because something is free doesn't mean that they or whoever this person is, is going to dedicate their time to you as much as you would want them until you can actually invest in your system. It's like investing in yourself. If you can't invest in yourself, then who's going to do it for you? So if this is your new, I like to call it your baby. If you decide that you want to be a director of a pageant or maybe a state, local, international, national pageant, this is your baby. And you want to make sure that you're feeding your baby, clothing your baby, you know, taking care of this child, putting shelter over its head. How are you doing it? And what are your first steps? Um, The big thing that people forget is that sponsorships go a long way, but it also is a, it's a two-way street. You can't just expect all these sponsors to come to you. And as a director, you have to make sure that your girls, whether it be your title holders or even your delegates competing are also representing those sponsors of like, hey, thank you so much, giving them the thank you cards, making sure they know that 
from your system, they are thanked because what they do and give to you, because I know I've sponsored a few systems and there's some that I never got a thank you from, never even got an acknowledgement. And it hurts because I put my own time and money into things as a sponsor for systems and get nothing out of it. You know, you should never do something to get something in return. But it is when it comes to pageantry, it's a two-way street. You've got to make sure there's cars constantly going back and forth, whether it be thank yous or just promotional marketing from that pageant. But with the directors, like I said, be selective with your sponsors as well. Because sometimes a sponsor being a part of your system can ultimately hurt it and have people not want to actually come and join your system. I've seen it time and time again in the U.S. pageantry land. There's some sponsors that people are like, oh, they're the best. I'm going there just because you get free hair care or you get a cruise or you do all these great things for your girls. But then there could be that bad egg in the group you didn't realize was being negative towards your girls or being negative towards other parents that are wanting and maybe thinking to send them to your pageant. So I always tell my directors, I know this is about a director here, but this is also a piece of advice is be selective with your sponsors. If you can't, you know, figure out a way to do it, have a formal letter written up to say, Hey, we're out of, we're not taking sponsors this year. Please reach out next year. And you can either push them off or you can just give them the absolutely. I'm sorry. We just can't. We've not had a good rapport with you before. We cannot continue. You just have to be upfront with people in the pageant world. It's like a business. I'm not going to sit here and just fluff you in the face and then hopefully you'll go away. No, because you're going to tell everyone that I've been fluffing to you And it's just not going to look good. So as a director, it's your choice and your right to make sure that you are doing all the right things, even behind closed doors and being careful and being selective who you work with as sponsors as well. That's good. And this even just brought up another point for me. Follow up and follow through on the things you say you will. And it doesn't matter if it's advertising for a sponsor, if it's an experience for delegates, if it's a prize package for a title holder. Do not commit and promise things that you cannot keep. That is a huge icky thing I've been seeing in the industry recently is women who are speaking out against directors and systems who have promised them things and they didn't get it. And an example, like one one of my first pageants I won, I have the video and in the video, it says like the title holder is going to get a photo shoot. And throughout the year, I would ask my director like, oh, well, when's that photo shoot? And I kept getting, no, there's no photo shoot. There's no photo shoot. And I'm like, but I, I have the video. It's in that video. And I'd rather so much have just told, you know what, that sponsorship pulled out. We can't, we, we don't have that budget right now than be lied to. So it, it really does break down the integrity of your industry, especially, and I'm going to, I want to call this out. If it's donations for a charity, you better, if you're collecting donations for a charity, whether it's through people's choice or through the delegates, you should make a public declaration of some kind showing that that money was actually donated. Again, it breaks down your integrity and your professionalism. If you're promising things to contestants and Queens, and it makes people very angry because they feel like they were cheated out of what they invested in. And we even saw this with you know, the US, the Miss brand last year with USA, the delegates thought they would get a certain experience. And we saw how big that case got when it was not what they were promised. And people get very upset. And I don't think it's about, you know, like what they got or what they didn't get, but it's the fact that they're investing in the brand and in the dream. And then it's being sold so much shorter than what they actually invested in. So it's so important to only 
do and promise what you can actually commit to. Don't promise a $5,000 scholarship if it's only going to be if 100 girls sign up and then you get 10 and you're like, oh, no, there's no scholarship now. It looks so bad. I agree. And another thing that we had talked about earlier this week when we were just kind of throwing back our ideas was contracts, Mm -hmm. directors. When it comes to your contract, not only is that contestant or delegate or whoever wins your pageant signing it, you are also signing this contract. And if you're not, you better be putting a list on there for you to sign your name as well, because this is something that you and that title holder are now agreeing upon. It's like buying a house. I'm going to sign for that house and whoever's house it is, is also going to sign for that house to agree. I'm buying your house. You are selling your house. Okay. I am giving you the opportunity to be my title holder. My title holder is now giving me the opportunity to be a part of the group for the entire year. So directors, if you have something in your contract that you are supposed to be doing to fulfill for your title holders and you don't do it, we got a problem. Like there are, I know a pageant I did years and years and years ago, it brought up with the bunny thing. I was supposed to get, I think it was like a thousand dollars scholarship, but I knew that if I did not meet my four appearances a month or do whatever, I would not get that the following year when I go up to give up my title. Okay. So when I didn't get it, I was like, what's going on? Because they ended up not even having the pageant the next year. And so it just disappeared. I let it go. I was like, that's fine. I'm moving on with my life. I had already got another local title. I was planning and working on my next title in the line that, cause I was like, there's something else, a bigger dream I was chasing. I didn't worry about it. thousand dollars is a thousand dollars. Let me tell you now it's like, I am in, am, a, am in a contract where it's, I have to do X amount of posts, make sure it's done. And if you put in your contract that it's supposed to be done either quarterly or, you know, half of the year, they get half the money. I would go ahead and be proactive about that of like, hey, ladies, in the contract, it states this at this date, those monies or the money to you women or men or whoever's in the pageant will be paid on this date. Go ahead and tell them exactly what it is. So then no one has the question of, well, where's my money? Money is never a fun talk. Let's just put that out there. I hate asking people for money. I was never the kid that did the cookie dough cells in elementary school because I hated asking people for money. But same thing in pageantry. Money is a sketchy topic. I've been an international director before. I know if you fulfilled your duties, you did all of your postings, you did everything that your contract that you and your director have signed, you are owed that money by the director. Now, there are some times in clauses which directors will put in that if it was a donated gift that we are not liable for that, that is a whole different story to take up with the sponsor and your director should also be the one taking that up with the sponsor. Don't think that you have to take it upon yourself to call the sponsor and say, well, where's my gift? Because you are not the director of that pageant. Do not call that sponsor. That is your director's, I guess, point to even have to go do. So just make sure that you're reading through that contract, but also directors, we're not trying to be shady here. You need to protect yourself. You really do need to think about at the end of the day, you know, I'm here to build this business. I'm here to invest in these girls, but I also need to remember at the end of the day, I need to protect me. So being, you know, completely transparent with these girls, making sure your integrity is intact is such an important thing because I've seen patterns over the past few years where, you know, even Miss USA this year, that integrity, no. Transparency, no. There was nowhere to be found. So it's, you have to be very careful on one 
how you treat each individual person. You should be giving girls all equal opportunities, all equal appearance levels. Making sure that you are being equal with everyone is so important because you never want a girl to be like, oh, the director never talked to me. And then someone else say, well, I was on the phone with her last night and we were crying about how I was so upset I didn't get this or didn't get that. That's weird. Like, let's just think about that. I've seen it before. I've had it happen to me. So don't ever give anyone else an upper foot, I guess is the best way to put it for directors, because it's not going to look good on you in the backside. It may not even have been an ill intent, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's something you have to protect yourself at the end of the day as a director. Yeah, I would rather be promised a lipstick and get a lipstick versus be promised $5,000 and not get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about the thing. It's about the integrity. And again, like we want directors to know that they are incredible pieces in this industry. They are one of like the leaders and innovators that much power and influence they have on the industry. And it's just so important to carry yourself with professionalism and with this like business growth minded mindset so that not only are you running your pageant in a really smooth way that upholds integrity, but also that you're, you know, you're being a leader that people want to be a part of their system and they want to look up to and come back year after year. And I agree a hundred percent with all that too. And then, you know, finally just wrap it up and add on a little bit when it comes to pageantry, there's only going to be a select amount of girls at the end of the day that get that crown and they're happy with what the system has to offer. I had just emceed a pageant this past weekend and there were, you know, eight happy girls at the end of the day, but you want the rest of those girls to be ready to sign up next year. That is the, the minds that you should be leaving with them. Also, the goal at the end of the week is I want to treat these girls so well, just like they are my title holder. To where they would want to come back next year even if they didn't win and that's something it takes time it takes a lot of staff members a lot of effort and a lot of good sponsors to really pour into all of these delegates not just the national title holders all of these girls competing for the title because they all have equal opportunity to be that next title holder i had never seen tougher competition in my entire life but i tell you immediately after that pageant was over so many girls that had already competed were signed back up again next year or asking, where do we sign up? Because this was a fantastic experience. That's something as a director that you want to be so excited about because you're like, oh my goodness, these girls truly believe in me as I have believed in them for the entire year. So making sure that you're pouring in everything to them, you know, really putting into yourself what you want to get out in your business, but keeping that business growth mindset is really going to make you excel in the pageant industry as a director. Beautifully said. Yes. Love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Crowning Moment Unfiltered Podcast with Maria. So we are going to head on out, but we will see you for next week's episode. Bye, guys. Bye.